0: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated Sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan as always. And today we are very excited to welcome a special guest, the new and former somehow at the same time coach of the Tucson Roadrunner, Steve Poppin. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Well, thanks for having having me. Honestly, I love the intro. It is a little unique that you can have a, a coach come back after a season layoff. It's it's uh, it's a unique situation for sure. And also, I have to mention on the on my intro, I'm not sure if everybody key or coming on can see it, but you're introduced as Leia and Craig as Craig and Steve Peters as Petey. I love that. When, you, when yeah. you've been around the game a long time, as long as PD has, you you you, you for, almost forget your first name. Right? I know. So you yeah. just
1: get the one-word introduction
3: now, Steve. Yeah. So makes it easier too, Steve. That's it's, 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 right
2: for sure.
3: Well, when you get on, to coach. when you get to be a celeb as big as Petey, you just go by one name. That's right. <laughs> I right.
0: that like that's Drake, true. Beyonce. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, no. <laughs> that's
3: right. <Congrats>. So Steve. <laughs> that's right. Steve. First off, congrats. Uh, obviously, this is a big moment for you. And, and as we discussed, I, I just wrote the story on you, that's up as well, but you wanted to be a head coach. This, this was the goal. So how do you take this opportunity and run with it?
2: Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I guess it, it was a goal. I think it was something that was in the back of my mind, but I, I didn't put it at the forefront to be real honest with you. I, I think it's, to, you know, to run with it, I, I think you have to really put the Coyotes ambition first and you know my my growth second you know what i'm saying and so i think that's how you run with things you just make sure that you follow the plan you understand the plan and then you have to just try to execute the plan and and really i i think it's it's relying on your on your staff you know relying on your staff to 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 really fill a lot of, you know, some of the the space that I couldn't do before with just, uh, me and John and, and Brady as, as, uh, as a coach. Now we're going to have, you know, another, another man there. And so I think it's, it's going to be a, a real good shared responsibility. And I, and I think it's, it's going to be very, very crucial for, for our players to be able to get so many, so many more touches from the coaching staff. All
3: right. I, before Petey and Leah started on the serious questions, um, I know that you're eventually going to be moving into Jay Verity's old apartment in Tucson, which is a fantastic location, by the way. I ran into him at that coffee shop nearby at one point. And this will reduce the insane commute that you have been doing for a very long time from the Valley to Tucson that Connor Garland talked about in the story. We got to ask, did Jay leave the place clean? Did he bother to clean it for you before you moved in?
2: (laughs) He didn't. uh, I, I, I haven't been able to get into the apartment just yet. I did ask him if he could just leave his shoes there so I could move into not only his apartment, just right into his shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then I asked him if it's probably a long drive for his car. I thought maybe he could just leave me his truck. That would be a nice thing. For me. <laughs> you know, people
1: know Jay, like Jay lives out of his trunk. Like he, he's been coaching for his entire life and it's have whistle, will travel. So I don't know if he ever completely unpacks. <laughs> Coach Boffin, question from me. We had you on a year ago and you had the, you know, you had the season where you were the head coach and you had to take a step back and Jay came in and assumed that his role as head coach again. That was a, it was an interesting time for you. It was You had to reassess what your position was with the organization, where you were mentally. And I have to say your approach helped you get back to where you are today. So your, your second kick at the can is the head coach of the Roadrunners. Did you learn something the first time? Is this going to be a different approach coming in to day one, because you've been there before? What are the things that have helped you that will help you the second time through?
2: Yeah. Uh, honestly, the first time through you're, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to figure out your voice and what works for you. And uh, you know, there's a little bit of a feel out process. I think coming in your second time, there's there's no longer a feel-out process. You have a pretty good understanding of what works, and you know, y- you've come closer to finding your voice. And so I think from that perspective, I'm going in with a little bit more confidence, knowing that I think I, I understand the buttons to push at the right times. And having that year uh, to step back and be an assistant also offered me the opportunity to see somebody else do it. And, you know, kind of picture what that would look like if it were me up there. And uh, from that standpoint, I'm so appreciative that I had the opportunity to be the head first and then to be able to step back and then really observe and and be prepared for my next opportunity. And I feel so much more uh, confident and prepared because of it.
0: Can you speak to some of the challenges ahead, both for this season and the coming seasons, you know, down the road as we're going to see some of the Coyotes like highest end prospects come through Tucson, what are, what are some challenges that you're expecting to face in the season and the next couple?
2: Yeah, I think it's always about managing expectations. You know, I think when you have a certain measure of success in junior or in college or wherever you've played before, you have a a real understanding of how you've had success in the past. And, uh, you know, we want you to actually, you know, bring your truest version of yourself first and, and, you know, we'll pick away at your game. But uh, I think a lot of it is is managing expectations and then trying to conform the player to playing a, a, a more of a pro style game. And, you know, sometimes it's just little minor tweaks and sometimes it's just some habits that you have to change off the ice. And we're there just to make sure that we follow the right path and they understand what their expe- expectations should be along with. Them what ours are
3: Steve next season is going to be another jumbled roster we just talked about you know maybe when some of those high-end prospects start coming in but I, I know you don't view it this way but maybe fans see this as maybe another season of limbo while we wait for more of those prospects to come into the system but what are your immediate expectations for this roster for this season and what can you still accomplish with this group that you're going to have this year from a development standpoint
2: yeah, I, I think it's real important not to look too far ahead. And, and as you said, you know, I I want to worry about the moment and you know the day-to-day process this season. But uh, honestly, we, we our expectation is to bring this team to the playoffs. And uh, you know, we we want to win the first round, and we'll see how it goes from there. But we wanna we want to get this group to the playoffs, and it's important for uh, the growth of our culture. You know, we have to bring that winning atmosphere and attitude back into our locker room and, and make sure that our guys really understand that good isn't going to quite make it. You know, we have to really get to the position where we're, we're great. And and that's going to get us to the next place.
3: Let's dive into that a little bit more because the, the AHL is clearly a developmental league for us. That's why it's there. But both Bill and John talked about it yesterday in the news conference, you've talked about it. How do you balance the importance of winning games and, and, and really raising those prospects in a winning culture so that they're used to it and they know what the expectations are. How do you balance that with the need for playing time for some of those young prospects, development, making sure they're getting enough time in those areas?
2: Well, I guess there's a couple of ways you can look at that. I mean, development, you know, a lot of people can view development in so many different ways. It can be how, many, how much ice time they get, how much skill development they get in practices, you know, how, how they learn to win, you know, and I think our approach has to be all of it. You know, I think we have to be really, really dialed in off the ice. We have to be really dialed in on the ice with the skills. And honestly, I, I don't think it can be free for these guys. If, if they're, if it's, if it's free and they're just getting, you know, unlimited ice time, then I think we, we really stagnant their, their, their development curve and we really have to put an emphasis on, earning their next shift and of course you know we're going to put a certain number of minutes that we want to get them to but you know you you kind of eat what you kill so to speak so i don't think it can be free for for the for the young guys otherwise i I think we just impede their
3: their forward progression are we going to see that on a t-shirt by the way you eat what you kill i kind (laughs) of (laughs) like
2: yeah I, i i gotta say i stole that from management
1: okay coach you talked about skill development we know your background and history and being a it's one of your strengths and we read craig's article today about your skill development with with connor garland Uh, when did that start for you like when did that button click when you go hey i i can help people with this when did you know you could translate and communicate with players and help them with their skill development was it while you were still playing was it after when did that light bulb come on
2: you know, I, I, I love what you said uh, about communicating. I think, you know, my, the portion of my skill developing or, you know, aspect of on ice skills was just the way to be able to get personal touches with the guys, you know, you, you, there's so much dead time in between skills, you know? And so you start to, you spark up a conversation right there on the ice and you start to talk about what they what they're going through and, you know, what, what, you know, they're doing off the ice and, you know, it just, the conversations just start to really flow in between the drills. So of course the drills and the on ice aspect is really important, but there's, there's some, some time there to fill and you really get to know each other and, you know, you, you build a lot of trust and, and quite honestly, and it's almost a, a bad thing to say because the injury skates sometimes allow you to really connect with the players the most. And I found that when you're skating the injured guys, you're spending likely 30 minutes with them on the ice before the practice even starts. And it's just one-on-one. So, you know, you really get to know the player and then by the time they're ready to come back, I mean, the trust is earned and, and, you know, we're, we're seeing things eye to eye and it's so much easier for for us to communicate during the game, after the game. And we, we, we get a lot accomplished.
0: Have you had a chance to collaborate with coach Tierney um, about and? your plan and make it a cohesive plan between the NHL squad and the AHL squad. And, or, and if you have, how deep into it have you gotten?
2: You know what, Andre's the coaches in the NHL, a lot of time they're, they're, a lot of them like to keep the information so close to their, to their best, you know, and sometimes they don't really want to interact with the American hockey league team. They've got a lot on their minds and, and, you know, they, they're, they're, they're just, their, their schedules are full. Uh, but Andre, honestly, is one of the guys that really collaborates well with us. He brings us right in and, and we feel like we're really a part of their family. And so the collaboration is high, the talk is high, and honestly, we're we're all on the same page and, and we couldn't be any happier to have the relationship we have with Andre and his group and, it, you know, it's we can call Stiller and, and You know, Mar, anytime we we want, there's there's always good dialogue and everybody feels at home when we're at the rink together. It's it's a a great combination.
0: Uh, So that, you know, that plan that you have together as an organization, what are you trying to accomplish with your style of play for the teams and the just the overall approach to the game?
2: You know, Bear has uh, a list of fundamentals that we go through and I think that's like the real foundational play of what we can expect the players uh, to try to achieve on on a day-to-day process and practice and in every game, you know, we, we start from the, the ground up and, you know, those fundamentals are all about creating space and support and, and those kinds of things, but if you're looking at our identity, we want to we want to be a team that thinks fast and plays fast. We want to change fast, and, and we want a team that sticks together and going to really outnumber teams. And 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 if there's a situation where one's in trouble, we're all coming in to help. It's a it's a real pack gang mentality.
1: You talk about that co- co- cohesion and collaboration and communication. You've worked with John Slaney for a long time. You, you, your friends, your partners, you, you have the same similar voice and, and you, you know how to approach each other. You're adding someone new this year with Zach Stratini into the group and bringing a new voice and a new a new coaching style. Have you one have you had a chance to meet with him and understand a little bit about who he is and then how do you see him fitting into the mix with, with you and coach John Slaney?
2: Well, that's, yeah, that's the the most fun part of it, actually. You know, when you've been with the the group for a long time, I mean, Jay's been in and out, but mostly for the last three, four years, we've all been together. And, you know, when you're coming in as a coach, a new coach, sometimes you try to find little things in the locker room that you can change, like even the vitamins, you know, that different label of vitamin just for something different for the players to see. Well, they're going to see a six-foot-three, monster coming in through the locker room and honestly that's going to be really refreshing and new and he you know we have had the opportunity to speak and we we meet on zoom quite often and you know his dialogue and his keywords are far different than what we've used in the past but at the end of the day it's the same result you know and so we're looking forward to hearing a different voice and and honestly it's going to be delivered differently and so that's exciting. And then how he fits how he fits in our locker room, I think, is is great. You know, when we look down the bench and and we see the Bakersfield Condors at the time had Manson behind there, we we all kind of hid behind each other. Now we <laughs> yeah. know we're going to be hiding behind Zach. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've got some toughness behind the bench. But but honestly, Zach is a guy that sees the game from a positive standpoint, and he sees the players from a positive standpoint first. And I I know that he's a guy that's selfless and is going to be trying to, to really dig in with the players. And he's not a guy that's going to try to push himself on anybody. He's a guy that's going to be able to build those relationships that are, that are so important.
3: Steve, you and I talked about your crazy playing career uh, yesterday, um, which had stops in almost every hockey playing nation in the world. Um, how did those myriad experiences benefit you first, as as a person, as a human being, and then how did they prepare you for this gig, which obviously you didn't know was coming at the time? But how did they benefit you?
2: Uh, they, they, it was it was massive. I our first year in Germany, I had to actually learn the language a little bit. So you know, if there's yeah, like it, you know, we lived in a smaller town where they wanted you to push and speak German before mm-hmm. they would even attempt to speak English. So you know, when when you're in your little, our little bubble in, in America and Canada, you're, you're so used to doing things a certain way. And then you go to a different country, all of a sudden you have to adapt. Why would I go to Germany and expect them to understand my language? And so, you know, you, you open up a little bit and you start to see like, hey, I have to unzip a little bit here and, and try some different things. And I think from that perspective, it was unique. And it was great to kind of dive in and learn different cultures, different languages, different foods. And then, you know, when players come, up, come over here, it's, it's just a, a, a real good icebreaker at times that, hey, you know, I can speak to them in a, their language or talk to them about their food and their culture. And yeah, I think it just, you know, opens up some good conversations and it, 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 it increases the dialogue for us.
3: It, I'm sure it just makes you, un- you have an understanding of their culture too, right? The w- it can be just hockey related too. You understand the system of play in a different nation or the way they like to do things. So it's got to be a, a comfort for some of these guys when they come over.
2: Well, a hundred percent. I went over as an import where they're kind of coming in as an import, you know, they're coming in and they're, they're outnumbered. You know, they had, there's probably yeah. maybe one other pro- player that's from their nation and you know, that can be hard. They're learning a different style. The rink is smaller, where to eat, how to order, or, you know, what's what's the norm? And so it's it's a lot easier when you've been on their side and you know exactly what they're going through on a you know during the day.
3: All right, Steve. I, I told you that we were hoping for some good stories from you. And I mean <laughs> you, you have a lot of places to choose from. You played in the OHL, the IHL, the ECHL, the AHL, you played in Europe, you even played with the Arizona Sundogs in Prescott Valley. What do you got for us?
2: I, you know what? I, I I realized how boring I was when you said. <laughs> what do you go, oh, Coach? you come up with a story, and I was like, man, it oh. actually took me until this morning, and I had to go out for a run to clear my head <laughs> to search oh, for precious. a story. So uh, the, the story goes like this. I'm about to leave uh, America, and I'm – or sorry I was in Canada sorry at the time I was leaving Canada and I was going to Germany for the first time and I go to the sports shop and I get all of my equipment essentially reduced and lightened because at the time playing in North America was a real aggressive hard natured game you know there was a lot of a lot of things that were not, that wouldn't belong in today's game anyway I remember going to Germany in my my first ever exhibition game and a player gets absolutely smoked from behind right in front of our bench and he's down on the ice literally right in front of our bench and he's trying so hard to get up and our coach is right over top of him screaming at him get up up!" He's, (laughs) he's screaming at him and then next thing you know one of our guys punches their guy one of their guys jumps off the bench and comes over and starts talking to our bench. Next thing you know, one guy jumps over the bench, starts fighting. Another guy jumps over from their oh bench, and my first ever exhibition game, there is a bench-clearing brawl in the first period. Yeah,
3: so much the style of there play. There you are in your your hockey summer wear.
2: <laughs> exactly in my summer wear. And the place is sold out because they had this this promotion for for some discount on beer. So the place is absolutely going insane. And I remember like looking, at, looking up at my wife, I could see my wife and I was just like, what the, <laughs> what the heck do we get ourselves into? Uh, anyway, to make a long story short, it wasn't too long before I talked to the trainer and I got some bigger shoulder pads because hitting from behind was actually almost like a good hit. So anyway. It were was, you, uh, uh,
3: were you involved in the uh, bench clearing brawl? Well, you know what, like I,
2: I have to say, I, I know I'm a smaller guy, but you were asked to do things, uh, and, and play a certain style just as the bigger guys would when I was in North America. And so my body had like really gone through some stuff and, and I was kind of looking forward to playing a, a skilled game. You know, I didn't know even, even know what that looked like. I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this skilled thing. I think it's going to happen in Europe. So, no, I, I wasn't involved. I actually hung on. I found, the, uh, you know, a guy, I think he had a loop bearing and
0: <laughs> I knew I was safe. <laughs> you know. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, we've touched on your playing experience and how diverse it was. So what led you to decide to pursue coaching? And like, how did you get to this point where you are now as a head coach in the American Hockey League?
2: Yeah, I you know what I I just always had an an interest in it and you know I I always wanted to be a leader on the team and I you know I I wanted to be depended on and I I remember wanting more responsibility all the time and you know I think it just evolved and and I remember I had a coach in Europe that started using me a little bit more. You know, I was lucky he thought I would make a good captain and you know he would ask me to actually run some some meetings he's like hey listen i want you to start the meeting today so it's going to be your voice and and he, he you know i i didn't understand really what he was asking me to do I, did, I didn't know how to communicate and he was like listen just just actually start with yourself first and so you know i just started talking with the team and, and it, it started kind of evolving from there and i thought maybe there could be something after hockey and you know after after hockey the, the opportunity came up and I didn't want to stay in Europe and I wanted to come back home and and you know s- set some grassroots for my kids and I wanted them to have a stable place to live but uh, then my, my son started playing minor hockey and I remember the director of, <clears throat> of the Coyotes Association called me Mike DeAngelis and asked me if I'd be interested interested in in coaching and of course I jumped on it and uh, it wasn't long before I started coaching two teams and then it wasn't long before I started running the skill sessions for the organization and then I was you know doing some d skill sessions and I, I you know I was, ended up being on the ice sometimes 20 hours a week and and then it just it just grew from there you know and I got the opportunity to to become a skills coach with the with the coyotes and and that was fun but you know for me the the you know, there was always that, that want and that desire to be, to become a coach. And, you know, luckily uh, I got that opportunity. And here we are today.
1: Coach, I've known you for a long time and you're, you're a guy that you look at the positive side of life. Things are good and things are happy. And you try to find this, you know, the silver lining and, and all of the things that help make you what you are as a coach and how you communicate. One, where does that come from? Where does that come from in your life? That positive vibe, that positive attitude. And two, but through all the BS, how are you feeling right now? Like, what does this mean to you personally? And how are you feeling? Are you, are you excited? You know, what, what are your emotions right now?
2: Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I, I, uh, I you know, I remember playing and I was 28, I think it was, I was 28 years old. My wife had a, a miscarriage. I had my dream job in Switzerland. Um, I remember breaking my foot And then being out for eight weeks, sorry, eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks. And then I lost my job. I lost my position and I was really down. I was up, you know, I wasn't, obviously I wasn't happy about it. And then I got another job in Sweden. And once I got to Sweden, my first game, I got a concussion. And so, you know, things kind of were streaming negatively and I wasn't feeling very good. And I remember the next day we were playing a top level team that if we won, we put ourselves in a better position for the playoffs. And I remember the coach asking me, I just had a concussion. He said, listen, I just want you to take face-offs and I want you to kill penalties. So of course I go out there on my first PK, I lose the (laughs) face-off and I block a shot and then I break my foot again. Mm. So I, I, I was in a good spot and I was 28 and we wanted to have kids. I wanted to grow a family and I wasn't sure if I was going to get a job. And so I was really depressed. I broke, I had just come off of an eight week. I just shipped, I switched from my dream job in Switzerland to Sweden. I break my foot. I'm going to be out for another eight weeks, six to eight weeks. And I remember this trainer, uh, he was English. He was from, he was from New York actually and living in Sweden. And you could see that I was down in a dumps and he handed me a book and, and I, wasn't really a big reader but it was the same book that my coach had handed me when I was 17 years old wow. ironically and I didn't read it at the time when I was 17 so he gave me this book about you know personal growth and psychology and I said to myself well I better read this book cuz this is the second time somebody has given me this and I was really down and honestly from that standpoint when I when he when I started reading and actually implementing a lot of what the book was, was, was trying to help me with, I took off and went on a whole other planet to be real honest with you. so I dove into something that I hadn't ever experienced before. And I just saw life in the game so much easier. And uh, it made a, an unbelievable impact on me. And from that standpoint, I, I, it was, I couldn't wait to share it with everybody. <laughs> you know, but that that also it's not for everybody. So you know, you have to be able to pick your spots. But having gone through it, you know, you you can read when when somebody's going going through a down period. And how I'm feeling right now is, you know, I've got a, a every emotion a, a person I think should have in in this situation. I'm hungry. I'm 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 both anxious. I'm both confident. I'm I've got some some real things that I want to try and can't wait to to implement and then you know you've got that that nervous feeling because you want to really succeed and 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 that's the the stuff that actually drives you and and that's when you know you're you're in it you know when you have that little you know uncertainty sometimes in your in your belly and you can't wait to to put that next that that project in place and and I'm so looking forward to it and and honestly you know Peter, you said you asked about Slains and and how that that group is is going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to working with with Slains again and and really trying to build the culture from you know where we were and, and just take it another step up. You know we we've been together for such a long time. He can order my sandwich and I can order his <laughs> dinner. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're I'm looking forward to to really attacking this next season.
3: Steve, you, you just talked about this, transformative, this transformation that you went through to sort of more of a, a positive approach to the game and to life. And, and when I talk to Connor Garland and other players have said this about you as well, that comes through. You, I, I know you like to share your life experiences with them, but how are you able to connect with players on a personal level? What's, what's driving that? What, what enables you to connect on such a personal level with so many players?
2: Yeah, it's the. I think it's the experience and and being true to the to the moment and the feel. You know, the, I know exactly. You know, it could be great what they're going through. It could be, you know, something they need help with. You know, on or off the ice or relationships. I mean, we've all been through those. You know, uh, all of us at this stage of our lives, we we we've had we have experience, and you know, I, I you know, I think the the biggest thing or sometimes. You're, you're afraid to share your own story because you don't want to appear weak, you know, and sometimes that message, you know, for my kids, I, I want to tell them how many times I felt weak in those situations. And if I had just done this and if I had just or if I had done that, maybe it would have helped me and I would have had a clear perspective on how to achieve it. And, you know, we're 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 always trying to grow, you know, internally ourselves. And so. You know, uh, that's how I think the connection is made is not trying to come from a standpoint of telling them how to do it is just telling them, hey, this is the feeling that you have is exactly the feeling I had. And here's how I dealt with it. And it could have been wrong, (laughs) you know, and here's what I would have done knowing now, you know, so we're just we're trying to really shorten the curve for them. And just through our experience, we can do that. We can share it with them.
3: When you drill down, and I know this is going to evolve over time because coaches evolve, right? They learn from their experiences and they they change their approaches or they modify them. But right now at this stage of your career, what would you say are the core tenets of your coaching philosophy?
2: The core tenets? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you have to be relentless. I think you have to be relentless. You have to show that passion and that desire every day, you know. The players got sick of me saying this but I, i'm after one percent every day and so for me i have to be able to show that one percent also and you know uh you, you got to be willing to do 10 times more than your opponent 10 times more than what you're maybe normally used to doing and so I, I have to show that type of passion and determination also and then the other thing is you know just seeking the truth you know we talked about this yesterday but i, I i'm a firm believer in not being afraid of it. You know, don't be afraid of the truth. And sometimes when you meet the truth head on, that's when you, when you can establish some growth and that's what I'm after every day. Just seek the truth, stay on the course. Let's get after it.
0: Last question for me. What does the next month look like for you before the coyote start camp? And then Tucson camp is after that. So what, what's the next month or two look like for you?
2: Yeah, meet, meeting the players. You know, now that everything's been announced, uh, I want to speak with the players that are first the AHL contracted players. I want to speak with them and, and get to, get to know them, set the expectations and standards pretty pretty early, make sure that we're all on the same page, and and then you know what, it's just all about the schedule. Trying to fine tune the schedule. Jake's Jake Wagman is is doing a tremendous job on it. He's he's you know on every little detail and, and we're just trying to iron out any little kinks that we see in the, in, the, uh, in the schedule because honestly that's an advantage if we can get the guys home earlier and spending time in their beds at night earlier or you know if we can manage you know where we practice how we practice or if we work out on certain days is, is really important so we're just trying to manage the schedule and then it's just ironing out our, our structure with, with uh, our new staff member you know we're trying to get uh, ahead of the power play and try to get some of the key structure pieces that he needs to know and and be, uh, be aware of and you know make sure that we're all off on the on the same page and we're all off the, the ground really running
1: coach you talked about the schedule and unfortunately for you possibly if you look at the PHNX schedule this is Friday and one of the things <laughs> we do <laughs> one of the things we do on Friday you're not getting off the hook here cuz one of the things we do on Friday is we try to have a little bit of fun and we talk about what are we going to do this weekend, specifically, what are we going to watch on TV? And we call it our weekend binge. So before you leave us today, the last thing I want to know is whether it's you with your family or you on your own, can you give us a TV show or a movie that we should, could, or want to binge this weekend?
2: I love it. I, again, had to dig in. You, this is a, this is a dig in question for me because I, you know, I'm spending all my time on my, on the schedule and all yes. and try, you
1: know, hockey. So yeah, we won't tell Bill you're actually watching TV. So <laughs> don't,
2: don't tell anybody. Yeah. That's why we're having this meeting here in the gym <laughs> Exactly. R- right after I'm going to the work to, to work out. But, uh, I was not at all interested in Game of Thrones. Oh, no. It was 2011, I think it came out, right? Yeah. Well, I I'm watched sure. it. Sure. <laughs> I, yeah. No. See. I, I don't anyway, remember. <laughs> when you start talking about dragons and all this stuff, it you doesn't know? really appeal to me. I had, I saw no, like, I, I saw no real reason to watch this. This is never going to happen. A dragon. Anyway, uh, but I started watching it, and I, I am completely, I was hooked on it, and I watched oh, no. all of it during COVID. But I think the spinoff is this weekend.
1: Uh, Leonold. This weekend, right? The 21st. It's the
0: 21st. Yep. House of Dragon or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Really? uh, All three of you? Really? That's right, Pete, It's Pete, dragons. Well, sorry, buddy. We already we already set up a you know a party. You're not coming, obviously. We knew you would. Yeah, go. yeah. Lose
1: yeah. the invite. Dragons, <laughs> <Yeah>. elves.
0: <laughs> it's a reason. It's one of the most popular TV I know, shows coach. ever. know. Right.
3: Well, so you're, see, gonna, coach, you're gonna be on see, board for good. that then, Hot huh, Pots. You're gonna watch the spinoff then. You ready for I'm it? I'm not
2: gonna watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to wait until it's there's more.
3: There's more. And then yeah. I can watch it all at once. I can't, I can't wait for the next week. week.
1: Wait for the week. I, can't isn't that funny how focus.
3: that's changed though? Like the, it didn't used to be this way. We would have to wait. And now like nobody's wait. willing to wait a week to watch the show. I agree with they, you. Know, the continuity makes so much of a difference.
2: So much of a difference, yeah, but man. you know, it, it ends up, I mean, it takes over your life when you do that. <laughs> 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 so I'll wait until the off season. I do have one story to share with you about Jay and his truck. The funny part about you said he, he's he's always kind of moving and you know I don't think his truck is probably, he's probably stayed in one place for a long. Anyway, one off season, he kept his car in Kingston and there was a homeless person <laughs> living <laughs> in the back of his truck oh. when, he, when he came back. Oh, no. So anyway, <laughs> I, I thought that would be a good a good weekend. Yeah, awesome. So, so awesome. But, uh, anyway, oh, it was a gosh. pleasure having. It was a pleasure being on, guys. I, I appreciate uh, the time.
0: And yes, thank you so much. For, <laughs> thanks so much for, the for article, taking credit. the time. Yeah. yeah, and
1: Patsy, be be ready because you're not off the hook yet. Because we, we, Leah and I will be going back for the second season of Down the I-10, so we're going to be checking in on the Roadrunners, checking in on you, checking in on the franchise. We're hoping to make another trip down there. I know we're doing yeah, preseason, going down there, right? In pre-season. We're going for preseason. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to be down in Tucson for preseason. So we, we and by the way, I, mini donuts are on you at, at the <laughs> TCC because those are electric.
2: I heard there's a, there there's a vegan. Uh, for, uh, there might be an option for vegan donuts. So it, that, I'll, bring you a, I'll bring you a dozen. Yeah, I'll be all right. Thanks.
0: You could do a taste test. That could be our taste test. Well, thank you so much, seriously, for taking the time. It was great catching up with you. And like Petey said, hope to have you back on again. I think Jay Verity was our most reoccurring guest on last year's PHNX Coyote show. So you could be next in line there. So thank you so much. Best of luck. And we'll talk to you soon.
2: Awesome. Look forward to it, gang. Have a nice day. Thank Thanks. you.
0: Bye now. Bye. Well, thank you again to Tucson Roadrunners head coach, Steve Poppin. Amazing interview. Amazing person. It really, really comes through. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and I, I think people had heard some of this story already, but when Connor Garland was coming up, just some of the things that Botts did to help him, but it was fun revisiting that with Connor, who by the way is still one of the best quotes I've ever covered. Just unbelievable insight hit from him, but you can find, you know, uh, probably 10 other players who can speak to the same experiences with Steve Potvin. And I, I think that was one of the central themes that both Bill Armstrong and John Ferguson laid out for wanting to put this guy in charge. As Bill said, you know, you, you need a guy who can be firm, but there also has to be a likability factor. And Steve Potvin absolutely has that.
1: Yeah, we talk about coaches here. We talked about Turnier being the right coach at the right time for the Coyotes. Uh, I think Steve Potvin's the right coach at the right time for the Tucson Roadrunners, I think. You'll get a consistent message, but he's also, one, he's loyal to the franchise, communicates extremely well, and it came across in this interview, he's a positive, good mm-hmm. human being. And I—and we we say that over and over and over again. When you work with somebody, no matter what field of endeavor you're in, most importantly, you want to work with good people, and, and he he starts the top of list as a good person. So I I can't wait to see the season they have. And unfortunately, their season is so dependent on what happens up here in Arizona. So you can't say, gosh, they're a playoff team. You don't know. I think mean, half the roster could be decimated again, and they're all up here. So you just want him to to have a successful year for him, meaning developing players to make it um, to the National Hockey League. But it was a great great having him on.
0: Yeah, it it just, we've had this conversation before about how coaching has evolved over the last, you know, 30 or so years. And it went from tough coaches, you know, yelling at players to really caring about them as people. And that's what really came through for me about him. It's also what came through for me when we talked to Coach Tierney. And it really, really comes through. In Craig's story. So, if you haven't had the chance to read it, it was an amazing story. Uh, Steve Hoffman even said it brought tears to his eyes reading it. Um, some great quotes. So, check it out at gophnx.com if you haven't already. And if you're not a member, become a member today. Super easy. Just sign up for an annual membership. You can grab a shirt from the PHNX locker, or try your first month just 50 cents if you want to give it a shot. But it's definitely, definitely worth the read at gophnx.com. And also, I was perusing DraftKings while we were talking to Coach Popvin because I was curious about the Tucson Roadrunners odds. The AHL odds are not up there yet, probably because you know rosters aren't really finalized. And it's hard to have them out there, but they will be there. Um, there, you like there's so many hockey leagues on DraftKings. You would be shocked. All the European, probably every European league that Coach Popvin played in, I think <laughs> is uh, is on the DraftKings sportsbook app. So. Check it out if you haven't already, and I'll let you know when those Roadrunners odds get on there because we'll see. It's kind of a crapshoot, like we said. It's really dependent on what happens um, with the Coyotes, but you can't bet on that now. You can bet on college football now. And the current offer at DraftKings Sportsbook is if you bet just $5 on college football, you can get $200 in free bets instantly using the promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're going to do our DraftKings pick of the week. And Sean is not going to bring himself in, but he did text me his pick of the week. So I'm going to read it. And he also gave me a whole reasoning behind it. So this is the DraftKings pick of the week, courtesy of Sean. The St. Louis Cardinals money line minus 180. <clears throat> and this is what he said. I'm reading it word for word. I'm watching him laughing below. Does <laughs> he
1: having a bad hair day or what? No,
0: it's too loud in his house. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. They're playing the D backs tonight, and I plan on going. This is Sean. Paul Goldschmidt is back in Arizona. Plus, the series is the last time future Hall of Famers Molina, I'm not even, and I don't know, Sean. <laughs> po- pool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we'll be in Arizona. Too much firepower power on the Cardinals going up against rookie D backs pitcher Tommy Henry. Cards are better and they have the crowd and emotion on their side, likely. So that's Sean's DraftKings pick of the week. <laughs> He's giving me shit over text. Um, so if you want to tell Sean, do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app.
3: I want to know what's going on at Sean's house that he can't even join us on the show.
0: You heard it before.
3: I did. It was chaos.
0: Yeah, chaos. So okay, all right. A- anywho, well, yeah, well,
3: ahead, we were Craig. talking about binging, and PD made a wreck, I think to me, just via text message, about maybe a week ago. PD, i I did,
1: and I was scared because it's it's a it's a different show.
3: Buddy, I mean, for a Friday fun day, that's not the show to be recommending. But I will say this. <laughs> PD's like yeah you, you might want to check it out it's a dark show I watched the first season I watched all three seasons in less than a
1: week you've got to get you went back and watched, I, see, I watched you even watched watch season two
3: I even watched season two which I you know you said it was the the lesser it's, of the what show seasons, yeah. I watched it what show the Sinner. The it's got Bill Pullman in it but it's a Sinner. It's, it's 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 not only is it dark but it's got some crazy like literary depth to it like with 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 Nietzsche and, you know, yeah, the it's, eternal it's, return and Uber and then it's got like Greek mythology in it with Theseus. I was
0: like, Oh my God,
3: it's dark. It's deep stuff. Eating. Yeah.
1: This uh, isn't going to go get you. Don't crack open a beer and go, yeah, no, this is a fun weekend. No, this is no, woo. And that first no, season is no
0: love Island UK.
1: No, it is definitely <laughs> no, not love no. Island. Well, I'm glad you got it through there, Craig. That's amazing.
3: Just like that. So,
1: well, that's your binge. Yep. That That was my binge. Yeah. Well, you, you ready for mine? Sure. This is uh, Kevin can himself. Yeah, it's Kevin can F himself um, on Amazon <laughs> Prime. Kevin can F himself. And okay. I, I tell you what, I don't know how I found it or why. Um, oh, what's the actress the, from um, Schitt's Creek? The the daughter, Annie Murphy, is the star okay. of the show. And it starts off as a sitcom. And you're going, oh, okay, I don't need a sitcom for five minutes, whenever the husband is on, it's a sitcom. It looks like a sitcom. It's a, it's a, a live audience, fake laugh track, all of that. As soon as he leaves the room, it's dark, it's gritty. It's a drama and the cameras change. It, it, it looks like a real house set instead of a set and her life is miserable and depressing and dark. And anytime times Kevin there, everything's just, it's funny with a laugh track. It's unbelievably different. I've never seen anything shot like this filmed like this. Um, if you start it, you need to stay past the first five minutes cause you'll go, okay, this is a dumb sitcom. And as soon as she goes into the kitchen, you're like, oh my God, this is totally not what I expected. So something different and moderately dark, um, when Kevin's not on film and, and she, she really wants to tell Kevin to go F himself. So something different on Amazon prime, Kevin, go F uh, yourself.
0: Interesting. Okay. You always have really good recommendations. I'm horrible at this segment. And this is, it's funny because I love watching TV. I just think I've been too busy. Like, I'm just too busy and I don't really have time to watch a lot of TV. Um, I'm on episode 53 of Love Island UK, season eight. (laughs) That's not hyperbole. I'm literally on episode 53. Um, And that's really all I got. I did finish Westworld last weekend excellent mind-blowing confusing always i have to go on reddit every time i finish an episode of that show just to have people explain to me what just happened um so if you haven't checked out westworld season four or westworld at all do it and like we said last week you just have to power through season three because season four is worth it so that would be my weekend binge
3: i need something lighter
0: love island uh,
3: not not that not
1: quite (laughs) that light (laughs) yeah okay i'll go for one we've talked about it before and leah watched both seasons did you ever and i i can't so everybody turn their volume down so i don't want them to know i'm watching this but with my wife i'm watching bridgerton season two yes have you been through bridgerton yet
2: yes
3: my kids watch it yes
1: have you watched season two yet no no okay i'm just telling you it's a it's sit down (laughs) with your wife grab a bowl of popcorn soap opera (laughs) It, but it's not, though. It's a drama with a little bit of humor. It's good characters. It's, yeah. Mm. It, is. it is. It a is. Cleans- it's a palate cleanser from the center, for sure. So,
3: speaking of dark, I know, I, I know you've seen Nope, at least, Leah. Have you seen Nope yet, Petey? I have not. That's okay, a so, theater thing, and I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. going to the yeah, theater. Yeah, and I love, I love going to theaters. But anyway, I started watching I a to movie leave the house I last night. <laughs> what?
1: I'd have to leave the house if I have to go to the theater. Why would I leave my so, house?
3: Started watching a movie last night with Christian Bale called The Machinist. Oh my god! Where, where he literally lost sixty pounds in four months for this role. So what I get twenty. Oh my god! You want to talk about dark, buddy? Twenty minutes in that first gory scene, I was like, "Nope, I, I can't do this tonight." If I'm gonna go back Lira? to it because because he's fantastic. But wow, is that? If you
1: haven't seen show? The Machinist, Leah dark Oh, dark dark yeah this isn't an uplifting film either really depressing and dark but the acting performance of christian bale has to be one of the top five all time the commitment to a role when he lost and craig said he lost 65 pounds he looks skin and bones oh. because this character is going through some things that when he takes his shirt off you're like oh my god that's not real no it's real the commitment yes. to this role wow. phenomenal the symbolism the the imagery remarkable the machinist highly 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 recommend the
3: machinist okay he got got down to 120 pounds i read 120 you imagine that it's unreal it's not it's a phenomenal movie yeah
0: wow okay i've seen some good suggestions in the chat too thank you i will add them to my list i really need some some more shows on the docket so um if you do binge a movie or tv show be sure to crack open a four peaks when you do great combination um we'll be at four peaks on wednesday august 31st for our monthly last wednesday join us all day at four peaks for good fun food and beer there'll be drink specials all of the shows will be out there all day phnx katies is first up live at 11 a.m. on that day. So join us then. And speaking of last Wednesday, we'll be announcing our next winner of the Toast of the Month Sweepstakes then. You can enter to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. You must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. I'm headed to our new office after the show
1: i'm actually gonna go did our beer make it did our beer make it because it was we did
0: we did move the beer okay and we will have a fridge for food and we will have a fridge for beer
1: that's all that matters
0: so i'm really excited because we got a furniture delivery today
3: i know i I saw the photos wow you see that and
0: oh my gosh the setup in this new office is unreal and we have to give a shout out to more furniture because they literally hooked up our entire new office new studio new furniture we got a whole new viewing area to watch games unbelievable thank you so much to more furniture if you're interested in checking out their labor day sale go to morefurniture.com But check it out because I can't wait for our shows to be back in studio so you can see this office. And maybe once everything's set up, we'll do a little video tour um, for social because it's unbelievable. Another thing I did yesterday in setting up was take out all of the bobbleheads that we have in our office and lined them up. And we have so many, but the Coyotes ones are severely outnumbered. So I'm going to order us some more from FOCO because that's where you get your bobbleheads if you're not getting them as a giveaway at a game. Um, So if you have any suggestions for me, you can send me links for Coyote's bobbleheads we should have in the office. Check out FOCO. We've got you covered in the best Arizona sports merchandise. They've officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Head on over to foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. I I but how office is coming along yeah
3: that's i haven't sweet. seen it uh, go on go on slack buddy you'll see the recliners I know, and, the I just saw and, it. and it's just so sweet so that's why
1: i'm going think, today yeah i'm taking my headphones the off and i'm driving down
3: very excited for you guys to get everything situated so that i can come so in can after i recover from my surgery and just you know and
0: know just that. sit back in the recliner yeah, See
1: the red carpet and the rose petals and craig can
3: finally come into the office will there, will there be rose petals because i you know big surprise is
0: that, is that in your contract craig, I
3: forgot I to write the, that one in but i wouldn't mind it if you guys want to do it pellegrino I it. yeah i need oh, some entrance yeah. music too what should my entrance music be
1: yeah we we should get craig entrance. is he get elevator craig again have we confirmed that there will be elevator we've seen the elevator we've seen we've the here, elevator the building room <laughs> Wow! Than you may think.
0: It's been Perfect. a minute since we've seen that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sean the pause
0: with
1: huge. Game. On cue, yep.
0: <laughs> unreal, unreal. Um. All right. Well, any final thoughts before we head into the weekend?
1: We we've talked about it, glossed over it because the Americans lost. The World Juniors does yeah. wrap up this weekend, Friday and Saturday night. Canada's a huge favorite over the next forty eight hours. I can't imagine they don't. They play
0: at one so o'clock. I think.
1: So tune in, watch that if you want to watch Connor Bedard, future Arizona coyote and his, like, can you say that? Or is it too simple? No, you just
0: say it. And then the, universe, the universe will say, yeah, positive you're right. Thinking. I, yeah. Like yeah. It. You it I like it. You got to speak it into existence. like At some
1: point,
3: the odds have to be in their favor, right? At some point.
1: Craig, you've seen <laughs> the odds of losing that many. Because it's, it's beyond astronomical it, how many. The, to lose the number of lotteries that this team has lost is Astronomical. Like, it's unbelievable. So they're due.
3: Listen, if they don't, Adam Fantilli will do just fine. He's a very, very good center as well. So we'll just, you know, they're going to get a great player in this draft. They're going to get a great player.
0: Speaking of this, the people have voted on Twitter, and the winner was hashtag shit the Bedard. Shocking. I don't know if you want to go with that. Technically, it's not a democracy. We can decide whatever we want. But thank you to everybody who voted on Twitter. It It was a fun little competition there. So no, we're gonna
3: have to go with it. We're gonna. I think to that'll be a
1: graphic, though. Can we do it with the the asterisks and the the s asterisk, asterisk sure. t? We can make a we can make a thing.
0: We can make uh, it a thing. And and for yeah. Connor Bernard, if you're ever listening, it's not an insult to you. It's actually a compliment that we want to shit the bed for you. So yeah, <laughs> and I Let's think that that
1: we, uh, we we can do that on our post game shows for sure because it's eleven o'clock at night. Maybe by
0: exactly. eleven a.m. PHNX so, Coyotes we'll, after dark.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll call it something else in the
3: daytime. That's two fair. things I want to address before we head out. Uh, one, a lot of people have asked me, "Hey, how come there was no reporting from the Tempe City Council meeting?" Well, that's because all of the findings that City Staff put together, all their research, and even any maybe progress that they've made with the Coyotes on negotiations, that was all discussed in executive session. That is not open to the public. That is not open to media. And council members are not permitted to discuss what has gone on in executive session. That's why there's nothing coming out of it. Uh, but that meeting did occur yesterday. They did They did get presented with those findings. So we'll see uh, when, I'm, when the next bit of information leaks out. But again, remember, we had Randy Keating on our show and he said, ideally, we get this done by Halloween, maybe by the holidays, but ideally by Halloween so we can have a robust public process on it. People can't participate as much during the holidays. So that's the goal of the council. So Lay that out there. The other thing, the Jacob Chikrin rumors to Ottawa. Oh, my God. Like, I, I thought I put out just sort of an innocuous tweet, and then it gets attacked by Ottawa fans who think that they know what's going on. They think they know the Coyotes' mind. I'm going to say this yet again. The Coyotes have not yet received an offer that has convinced them they're going to move Jacob Chikrin. That offer's not on the table. No matter what you've heard, that deal is not on the table, okay? So until they get one, that's commensurate with what Bill Armstrong believes Jacob Chickren's value is. They're not going to trade him. This has been his M.O. ever since he arrived here. I know it's a, a short tenure, but if you look at how he has held firm on all of his acts, he hasn't budged. Look at Darcy Camper. Look at Christian Dvorak. I can name a bunch of these. He hasn't budged. The reason you don't, it's twofold. And I know people say, well, there's a risk that Jacob Tricken won't be any good this season and his value will drop. You're right. There's always risk associated with these sorts of trades. But you don't trade a devalued asset. That is a basic tenet of asset management. They're not going to take him at what they think is a lesser value. It's not going to happen. No matter what you're reading elsewhere, it's not going to happen. Secondly, they don't need to. Jacob Triggman's under contract for three more years. They can bring him back here. There's no urgency to this. I know some people think, oh, my God, he's, he's going to be discontent. He's going to ruin camp. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, you know, I, That's happened probably with some other players. I really don't think that's in Jacob Chikrin's makeup when it comes down to it. I think that there would be a meeting of the minds at that point, and they would, they would figure out something. But a, as I said before, there's not a deal on the table right now where Jacob Chikrin is going to be moved. And I read one tweet saying that financial pressure could lead the Coyotes to trade Jacob Chikrin. Like, what, what on earth are you talking <laughs> about? We're, this is, we're talking about a team that's just over the cap floor and has already shown a willingness to take on bad contracts. They've been doing it a lot. But they're just over the cap floor. So what pressure are they facing to cut finances if they trade jake with chikrin they got to find a way to get back over the cap floor that sort of analysis is just utter nonsense just completely false so don't believe it
0: and this has been a rumor roundup with craig morgan <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent, Craig. Excellent. Um, for more of that, follow Craig on Twitter at Craig S Morgan because he puts the record straight and often reports things. And I saw my friend Spencer reply to your tweet today. If a coyotes reporter reports something and only coyotes fans read it, like does it really count? It or does feels it? That way sometimes. Does, yeah. It does feels it count to everybody else? How many times do yeah. I have to address this? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how it feels. But follow Craig because he has it all. Become a member at gophnx.com so you can read all of the reporting. Follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes and follow phnx sports across all social platforms. Shout out to Sean and Shane for their latest shit show has dropped on the phnx underscore devils Twitter account. It is hysterical. It um, is. Yeah, like ju- give it a watch. It's so funny. Um, so just follow Peach and Sports across all socials: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Um, we're all there. And one last thing before we leave, I realize I'm drinking from this water glass, and if, I don't know if you can see, but it's a Phoenix Roadrunners cup. Wow,
1: coincidence. Like
0: this was a total coincidence
1: mine was not i planned dusty
0: no this was a coincidence so Um, thank you again to coach steve Popman for joining us on today's show and we hope to have him back again soon thank you so much for watching everyone thanks for chiming in in the chat thanks for liking this video like it if you haven't already please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as well and we'll be back live on monday on the page and exports youtube channel until then enjoy your weekend everyone